Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday, November 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's Oscar Mercado Day on the podcast. We get to talk about the uh, Cleveland outfielder who's bounced around between center field and left field, the top of the batting order, the bottom of the batting order, the major leagues, the, the minor leagues. Ever since they've acquired this guy, he uh, he hasn't really found a, a, a home, a permanent home. There was only one real stretch there, uh, I believe, the, the 2019 season when he uh, he settled in and, and was the the number two batter in the order and and just sort of looked maybe a little uh, looked a little comfortable, uh, but he hasn't been able to recapture that sort of momentum that that made him all that showed all that promise back in 2019. Uh, obviously, the pandemic year and and you know. A lot of a lot of between the ears stuff, sort of, uh, you know, the mental approach to the game sort of got to Oscar at one point, I, I believe, uh, during that 2020 season. Uh, what's the what's the outlook for Mercado in a in an outfield for Cleveland that has a lot of different options and none of them are, you know, sort of standout options? Yeah, Joe, I think he's just one of those bu- that bunch of outfielders we saw a lot in the second half last season. Zimmer. Mercado, Daniel Johnson, you know, uh, Harold Ramirez, all those, you know, guys kind of that were in a rotation. And the rotation was built uh, with uh, Miles Straw at the center. You know, he's, I think he's the one constant there. And uh, so Mercado is, uh, is one of those guys gonna, that will co- go to camp and, uh, you know, vie for some playing time, maybe vie for a, you know, a more regular playing time than he, than he received. Uh, but this is a, this is a huge, uh, huge off season. It'll be, it's going to be a huge spring for him. And, the, you know, and just if, when you look at the 40 man roster, Joe, and you look at uh, the people, you know, banging on the door from the minors, you know, you've got to ask your, yourself a, a question is, is, is Oscar uh, going to make the 40 man roster? Will he, will he be non-tendered? You know, there, there's all sorts of possibilities now. Right. We'll find that out on Friday, uh, if, what, what the, um, the possibilities are in terms of the roster position uh, for Mercado. But let's, uh, for our purposes here, let's assume that he does make the 40-man roster and that he will be in camp with Cleveland uh, later on in, in the, heading into spring training. 
Uh, if we assume all of that, that means that that Cleveland must see him as more than just a, a 4A sort of guy. I think that's a that's a really sort of uh, you know hard label to stick on a guy or, or you know uh, guys like Mercado and Daniel Johnson and uh, Bradley Zimmer even uh, guys who have ex- exceeded their you know what they can learn at the AAA level and they they need time in the majors they've they've shown that they can play in the majors they just haven't really had that consistent success in the majors so instead of AAA they're 4A and you know they're sort of in between guys uh, that's a that's kind of a crummy label to stick on a guy but it's the most appropriate here yeah it's tough it's it's a tough uh, position uh, he, and right now, Oscar is out of options, too. So, you know, he either makes the club or, you know, he gets exposed to waivers and then has to uh, go through that process at the end of spring training. Uh, you know, I think, Joe, um, you know, in 2019, I, I really thought this, you know, Oscar was going to be, you know, the center fielder of the future. Uh, you know, offensively, he did a great job, you know, defensively. He, you know, he, he made all the plays in center field. He was a little, he wasn't as good when they played him in left or right, I didn't think. But in center field, he, you know, he can use that speed. He has that great speed. Uh, and, you know, he was hitting between Lindor and, and Ramirez at the top of the lineup. And that really, I think he benefited from that. Uh, and that's the player he's got to get back to, to me. He's got to, you know, be able to be kind of a top of the order hitter, a uh, guy that can, when he gets on base, he, uh, you know, he can, he can intimidate the pitchers with, with that speed. Uh, but we just haven't seen that since, since 2019, he had, you know, he really struggled in the, uh, in the, uh, you know, the, the 60 game sprint hit 128 this past season, he started the year at, at, at Columbus. And when he did come up, uh, he, you know, he managed to hit 224. Uh, you know, in, in, in 72 games. And I don't know if that's going to get it done, Joe. No. And, and that was sort of the thing was he even admitted in spring training heading into this season that, you know, in 2020, the being caught sort of in between and the, the way that the pandemic had shut everything down and uh, his, his routines were all messed up. He, he, and he was actually, to me, he kind of came off as a little depressed in, in 2020. And he, he sort of admitted there was a vulnerability there that he showed, which I thought was it was actually kind of courageous for him to, to come out and say, yeah. look, uh, this this pandemic and this whole situation really messed with my head. And uh, he wasn't using his, it, it as an excuse for poor performance in 2020, but it was pretty evident that there was a lot going on there. And uh, there was a guy that we had seen have success. Now, how much of that, that success was artificial manufactured? You mentioned hitting between Lindor and uh, Ramirez for the majority of that time that he was in the number two hole in, in 2019. Boy, Oscar Mercado benefited by seeing a lot of fastballs and knowing the pitches that he was going to get. Uh, when You saw that when he was sort of out on a limb on his own, having to figure out how a pitcher was going to attack him, uh, in in 2020, and then again, you know, at times this this past season, uh, it, it's not as easy as uh, boy. They really don't want to walk me, so I know I'm going to be getting a fastball here. Yeah, and uh, definitely, and you know, I think uh, when you look at his splits uh, last season, um, 
with, with the big league club, uh, 178 against uh, right-handers, but against lefties, he had 294, Joe. So maybe, you know, that's, that's a path for him. Maybe, you know, they love to platoon in Cleveland, uh, you know, especially in the outfield. So maybe, you know, maybe that, that, that gives him an edge uh, that, you know, that he can take advantage of that and build off that because, you know, he, he was hitting righties and lefties in 2019. There was no doubt about that. And as we said before, he's got the speed, uh, you know, so, so to take advantage of that when he gets on base. Well, we know one of the things that he did uh, between the 2018 and 2019 season was he came to Cleveland and did the off-season uh, swing clinics. He was in the, the swing camps here in Cleveland working with the major league hitting coaches and the hitting staff uh, on making adjustments and and just sort of his approach at the plate. Uh, the Cleveland just recently hired uh, Chris Valeka. He's the new um, hitting coach here. And we got word that um, along with Owen Miller, Oscar Mercado is in town this week, right now working on becoming a better hitter. Yeah, that, and they, I mean, I, I remember Oscar talking about that before the 2019 season, how that helped him. You know, he came, to, came here to Cleveland during the winter, really, you know, worked, uh, I don't know if they spend like a week at a time here, you know, they, they, they get all the, uh, that hitting group together. And now, you know, uh, uh, with uh, the new hitting coach, Chris Falanca, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, Alex Echelhoff, Eckelman, Eckelman. <laughs> sorry. I, Alex Eckelman, the, the, the director of uh, the hitting, uh, you know, the hitting, uh, the, 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 the director of the Indians hitting program will, will be, they will be working on that. And they'll, you know, they break down the swings. It's not just sit in there and t- take 20 hacks. They've got, you know, they've got film of you, they, they've got, you know, they break down your swing, they show where you can uh, make corrections, uh, you know, so it, it, it's very helpful. And, uh, you know, that's a good sign, a good sign uh, that uh, there's the Indians still or the Cleveland still believes in, in Mercado and, you know, that I don't think he'd be in here if, if they if they were thought they were wasting their time that that maybe this guy can help them. Maybe he's one of uh, Valeka's guinea pigs to see how the program, uh, you know, is, is received. And, and then, uh, you know, as they move forward, they'll, they'll bring in more guys. Uh, like we said, maybe guys like Andres Jimenez and Brad Zimmer and all those. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank 
Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian Subtext. As far as what made Mercado successful, where, where he succeeded in 2021, I think two areas. Uh, he, he did show a little bit more power. He, he hit a couple of home runs, uh, maybe not as, as many or consistently, but we, we saw him hit some monster home runs to the pull side uh, this past season, a couple that, that went pretty high up into the bleachers. Uh, and also on the bases where he's, uh, I believe, 90, 92nd percentile in sprint speed, uh, according to Baseball Savant. Uh, he runs the bases real well. He ran with good instincts this year uh, a couple of times during the season. He, uh, he, he scored on plays where third base coach Kyle Hudson sent him on a couple of plays where he scored and, you know, just aggressive, good base running. Uh, I think he's got good instincts there. Um, so two areas of success for him. Uh, where do we think that that he really struggled, though, uh, during the season? You know, I think, uh, you know, I think his exit velocity kind of dropped a little bit, Joe. Uh, it was at 88 miles an hour in 2019. It was 86 last season. Um, you know, he, he kind of against off-speed pitches, I mean, against breaking balls, he only hit 125, you know, so, uh, you know, the cur uh, against the curveball, it was 091 specifically. So, you know, that's that's so somewhere where he has to improve. You know, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, he is he he's really aggressive with the fastball, you know, definitely. Um, and, uh, and he can he showed he can hit velocity. We've seen him hit, you know, you know pitches, you know, at a high velocity. So I think he's just, you know, another guy, Joe, that's got to, that's got to get on base more, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, just has to become more of a, more of a threat offensively just to, you know, make more contact, uh, cut down on his strikeouts, but he, he only struck out 20% of the time. So, you know, I, th I think he's, he's moving in the right direction in that way. Yeah, it, he's he's a classic uh, sort of guy where if you get the bat on the ball and you put the ball in play, uh, good things are going to happen because of your speed, because of your ability to make plays. Uh, I, I think it was, uh, you know, in the 2020 season, it was, hey, don't strike out so much. Uh, now it's, hey, make good contact, make good hard contact, which is is something that I think everybody could, could look to do a little bit more of. Uh, what would make a successful 2022 assuming Mercado they, they commit to Mercado they they decide to give him some sort of playing time what would a successful 2022 look like for Mercado well I think yeah uh that's a good question um you know I think if he hit what between 250 250 270 um if he uh you know he he's, he's got the speed we saw him steal seven seven base out of eight attempts you know this season you know, he fits right in with that mold with the rest of, you know, with the, the, the other, you know, uh, with uh, uh, him, with, uh, you know, the rest of the Indians, kind of that speed game that they have. Um, 
you know, and play, you know, continue to take advantage of, uh, you know, his, his, you know, you could give Kyle, Kyle, uh, uh, I mean, you could give straw a, a break in center field. You know, he, he did play better. I thought in left field and right field, wherever they played him, I thought he played a solid left field this past season. He has his outs above average. He had two outs above average. He graded out. Um, you know, so I think he's, he can go get the ball in, in the outfield, but uh, you know, I think uh, for him to have a successful season in 2022, he's going to have to he's going to have to become more of an offensive force. Yeah, I, I think if he could get somewhere around 300 plate appearances, that might uh, indicate that he's having some sort of success. Uh, he's getting the kind of playing time, or it could indicate that the that Cleveland has just has just run out of outfielders again, and they're running people out there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think looking at what he's done in the past you got kind of got to set that aside and start over at, at this spring training he has to come in in 2022 spring training and say okay left field is my spot I'm going to play every day I'm going to hit and like you said between 250 and 270 if he hits 270 they're offering him a contract at some point that's yeah that that's a, a completely different person if uh, if he's able to do that and I, I don't know if that's possible uh, and like we talked about, there's there's the uh, there's the possibility right now he is uh, he is arbitration eligible next year. So this is his final year of uh, team control without arbitration. And um, he, like you said, is out of options. So that means he's either going to make this this roster or he's not. Uh, we'll find out on Friday if uh, if they decide to not tender him. I, I can't imagine with you know, with him not being eligible for arbitration, knowing what you would have, you, you've got cost certainty in what you're going to be paying him. I think he doesn't get non-tendered. I think, I think they, they offer a contract and they, they put him on the roster, but, uh, and that might be the difference between him and let, let's say a Bradley Zimmer who is eligible for arbitration that will probably work against him in that situation. Um, uh, Mercado, you know, probably makes the roster, uh, probably gets invited to, to camp. Uh, maybe they look to work him into a trade if that's possible. Uh, you know, knowing that he ain't going to be making a lot of money next year. Uh, I, I just, where this team needs to go in terms of its outfield and the, the production they get out of its outfield, I don't know if they can sit around and afford to be patient for a guy like Oscar Mercado to, to have the light go on. Yeah, I mean, he could always make the uh, you know the roster, you know, on on Friday the forty man, and then when when it comes you know the December second uh, the you know the non tender date, they could make a move there if uh, you know if, if if they feel you know inclined to do that. All right. Well, uh, as we head into the end of this week, uh, the Cy Young Award uh, uh, Cy Young Awards. As we head into the end of this week, uh, the MVP award will be announced tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we will take a look at Trevor Steffen, uh, sort of a unique uh, season that he had with Cleveland last year as we continue to break down the 40-man roster. And boy, I don't know, uh, we're getting into uh, uh, Thanksgiving week here coming up uh, next week. We're, uh, we're going to have to record some of these podcasts in advance if uh, – <laughs> if we expect to be eating turkey with our feet up on Thursday and watching football. 
That's right. <laughs> uh, number one uh, go-to holiday uh, Thanksgiving meal. What's what's your what's your favorite part of the meal? What's uh, is it the turkey, the stuffing? What do you got? Oh, it's got to be the turkey. White meat, seconds, mashed potatoes, gravy, uh, maybe some sweet potatoes. Uh, do you, oh, do you just, do you mix the mashed potatoes with corn and uh, when you eat it? That's, I mean, if, that's I, like, if we have corn, definitely. That's oh, one yeah. of my favorite moves. Uh, <laughs> do you call it dressing or stuffing? Which is it? Called stuffing, I think. Stuffing, yeah, yeah. stuffing. Yeah. It's always stuffing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, now, stovetop or homemade? Uh, I think I think it's homemade. I think it's homemade. I, I, it's not stovetop, but I think it's well, homemade. I, you know, growing up, stovetop. Any time we had stovetop, that was like a that was a special day. That was a special night. So, <laughs> kind of got. I've always had a, a a thing for that. But yeah, my uh, my my wife's my my mother in law makes the best like in the in the bird stuffing. So. Oh yeah, that's that's always look forward to that. But I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're we're a week away from Thanksgiving. That's I right. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get myself in check here. All right, Poinsy, uh, we will check in with you tomorrow. Talk some Trevor Stefan here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.